Hey everybody, you're listening to FM Ranger. <laughs> I'm your host, Connor Clifton. And I'm the bad, nasty boy, Ned Gale. <laughs> We're coming at you live on Monday night. <laughs> it's like 8 p.m., I guess, at this point. Yeah, you know it. You love it. Your late night drive time home commute radio show. FM Ranger. Especially on this Memorial Day. Day, day, day. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Uh, I'm committing to the bit. We got to commit to the bit because we're taking a break today. That's right. We're taking a vacation. This is all pre-recorded, scripted, carefully thought out. (laughs) Yeah. Don't call in because the only people phoning in today is us. (laughs) (laughs) We've got some music for you. We've got a rock and roll playlist to get you through your Memorial Day Rangers. All right. (laughs) Um, What was the first song that we were doing? (laughs) Let me pull up the list here. The first song we got today is a ring tang banger. It's called The Melting Stranger by Philly's own brain cloud. Wow! Lay that track down. Another certified raging rocker. <laughs> now let's go to your friggin' traffic report. Hey, what's up? It's me, high in the sky. I'm your guy, taking you about the radio. There's my helicopter going right now. I'm gonna use this helicopter to open this beer. <laughs> wow, what an amazing piece of technology you have. So and tell that's it. That's the traffic. What they look like up there in the sky. Well, all these cars are looking pretty small, so it should probably be pretty easy to drive around them on account of they're so teeny tiny. Dang, must be pretty nice to be captain of the sky. Well, <laughs> the traffic report is you should just fly a helicopter. We're having no trouble getting around. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
All right, and your next song. <laughs> your next song is by Goldchild, and it's called Astro World. Hmm, let's get in line. It's a mind race. Another certified raging rocker. Man, I can't feel my fingers. I've been shaking too much. Why? Because <laughs> of this rock and roll. Oh, so you're shaking the rock and roll? Yeah. Okay, all right. How yeah. do you like to party, Connor? Oh, me, I like to kick my legs out because they can't touch the floor because I'm so <laughs> short. So I sit in my high chair and I kick my little leggies out to the beat of the music, baby. That's what rock and roll's about. Me, I like tapping my foot to the beat and shaking my finger around until my knuckles come unhinged. Whoa! I bet you've got a lot of floppy fingers. I do. At least ten of them. (laughs) That's the name of my band, Floppy Fingers. What do you play? I play the floppy disc. (laughs) (laughs) And I put it in a computer, and the computer has cool sounds. Rock and roll, baby. Your I, next song coming up is Party by John Wayne is Dead. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Let's check it out.
Wow, another certified raging rocker. <laughs> you know, we've been doing this show a long time. How long, Connor? At least one decade. <laughs> We're radio legends for crying out That's loud. That's right. They just inducted us into the public radio HD2 Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> we've been on FM, AM. DM, even BM, and now we're on HD2, baby. But where did it all begin? Uh, I remember the very pilot we submitted to this thing, just like it was yesterday. Huh. Yesterday. 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 Okay, put the pilot on. Yesterday. Can you put the pilot on, please? Yesterday. Can you put the pilot on, please? Yesterday. Hi everyone, this is Connor. This is Ned. And you might know us from our stage show here in Houston called FM Rager. And uh, well, this right here is FM Rager. That's right, hopefully we're on FM right now. Uh, so yeah, Ned, we got ourselves a little radio show going on. Yeah, if you've seen the live show, this is the exact same thing with less sights and more plights. Oh boy, more sound. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to uh, make an adjustment here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of the uh, audience cam, we're definitely going to have some more call-ins, hopefully. Yeah, maybe we'll dial some numbers on the phone, see where it takes us. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I've done radio, but it should be pretty easy for people to just call in. Well, yeah, we'll figure this out. Yeah. And in any case, you could just call one of us and we'll put you on speakerphone. But guys, for the people who haven't heard or seen our show, uh, F and Rager is a show about partying where we talk about partying and we just party while we're partying. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? It's so uh, great. Let's talk about partying. Okay. Connor, do you party hard? Um, yes. <laughs> ask me, ask me, ask, ask um, me. Ask Ned, me. do you party hard? Uh, heckin' yes I do, my oh brother. My I God. love to party. We are two party boys, and we are here to get you involved in our party lifestyle. Woo! Okay, no, let's talk parties. What, um, what's like the biggest rager you've been to? Have oh, you been to boy. like an effin' rager before in your life? Uh, I've been to a couple, and let's... So I'm a bit of, uh, I don't really want to say I'm an introvert. I just like am kind of a uh, spiteful guy. Like I, I'm not exactly the friendliest dude in the You're world. You're here to pull the brakes. You're an intro skirt. Oh my God. So yeah, I, I definitely have gone to my own fair share of parties and parties that I like. Mm-hmm. Parties that I belonged at, and parties <laughs> that I definitely looked around and was like, what am I doing yes. here? Yeah, tell me about one of those. <laughs> okay, so when I was in high school, keep in mind, I was captain of the debate team uh, in Latin club, and <laughs> yeah, I was not exactly... Yeah, fist glued to your glasses. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't into running for homecoming king. People said like, hey Connor, I nominated you for homecoming king, you effing loser. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, I did not belong at this party I went to in high school that was a popular kid party. Yeah. And it was huge. It was in this house that was so... At that point, that was the biggest house I had ever been in. Yeah. It had multiple bedrooms. It had, like, <laughs> instead of, you know, the How many, how many uh, uh, washrooms are we talking? It's called a washroom when you're in a, an expensive house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, like... Three or four, Too honestly. Too many, jeez. Yeah, it, it, it was a gigantic house. They had this grand piano in the living room. <laughs> and I, I was looking around, I was like, oh my god, I'm not popular enough. I started to be more self-conscious than I've ever been in a social setting of like, I don't even know who to talk to. And <laughs> Also, I did not drink until I went to college. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just like, uh, I don't want to drink. Like, what if I get drunk? And I'm like... <laughs> 
which is the point. Um, but it's sincerely find... scary in a big house because you just get lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drunk and lost. Not where I want to be at this 17. This is before everyone had maps and their freaking phones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> GPS. How do I get out of this house? Uh, but I, I found this one guy, Nick Capizzuto, only other guy who did not belong to the party. And we're just like, you know, shooting to breathe, having a good time. And somebody sits at the grand piano. And we've all been to a party where someone pulls out the guitar. It sucks. When they sit at the grand piano. Oh, which, so much louder. Yeah, it so echoes through grand. the house and they start playing. They don't he was, even play he was like still a, playing Champagne Supernova or what? Yeah. No, he was just playing like uh, like Moonlight Sonata or something. Jesus, we're just like, so all dark. right, all right. So we're just making fun of this guy. I just really didn't belong there. I went home alone and was yeah it was not fun man i i went to to a large house party like that uh, a little more recently i think i was like 22 or so uh i was i was long out of clear lake that's where i'm from but but i went back to uh hang out with my friend katie Uh, her parents were out of town for a long time she lives in bay oaks huge house. oh bay oaks Oaks, my friend (laughs) oh my god uh uh, and she she lives in this what part of the clear lake were you from you poor sack of crap just the clear part uh (laughs) (laughs) no she uh so so her 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 dad was out of town for a long time so the house was her and her little brother and her little brother decides to throw this like project x like 200 person house house party and I, i'm sure it was one of those things where he invited a few of his friends and then people just kept inviting people kept inviting people whatever but katie texts me and she's like there is a rager happening at my house i do not want this here my brother did not tell me this was happening this is insane right now can you come over so like okay i'll go over there i get stopped trying to get into the front door <laughs> well no I, t- I tried going through the side gate which is how i always go into her house i go through the side gate and some kids like hey what are you you trying to sneak in? You gotta go through the front, bro. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, mind you, all these people are like 16, 17. And so how old are you? I'm like 22 at this point. <laughs> but, okay, so as I go to the front, and they're like, who do you know here? I was like, Katie? They're like, Katie, Katie, who's this Katie? <laughs> Someone's like, no, that's John's older sister. And they're like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, come in, come in, come in. They're like, trying to be like royalty suddenly. <laughs> So Katie's like, dude, we, we're calling the cops right now. We're busting this party. Screw this. I do not want to deal with this. So we call the cops. Uh, a cop comes. And Katie waves down the cops like, over here, over here to this house. She's like, these are my friends. Everyone else needs to leave. And he's like, all right. So he walks in. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a high school party breakup. I don't know if you've ever run from the cops. The second the flashlight came on, I saw people like, Hopping over fences like it's just uh, like like three hundred or Game of Thrones style, like thousands <laughs> of bodies leaping over fences and stuff. And since we're cool with the cop and we're all over twenty one, he kind of leads us through the house and he's like, "You see any kids here?" And he's like pointing at stuff. He's like, "Oh man, you see what they did here? They, they, they got all this alcohol here." At one point, he hands me the flashlight and he's like. Check upstairs, see if you see anybody. Just tell them to shoo. <laughs> so, like, like literally holding a police flashlight. I was like, "All right, everyone, get out of here!" <laughs> and he's like leading us in the backyard, showing us everything. He shows us a a, a water cooler that children had uh, cut the bottom out of and put in a large bucket and filled with water to smoke marijuana out of. Oh boy! And, and, and he's showing it to us. And he goes, "Do you know what this is?" I was like, no, officer, what is that? And he explains the whole thing. He's like, they do it in here, and they pull it to rip the smoke out and get themselves even higher. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> More high it, it so criminal this can handle. way better than any ride-along you could get. <laughs> oh, I imagine breaking up a party with cops is way better than, like, a it was sting. so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, no, that I, I think that's the biggest party I've ever been to. I wasn't even participating. I was I was merely there to ruin it. <laughs> oh man. So have you ever been to like a themed party before where you had to like dress up or anything? Uh I've never been to one, but I threw a bunch of them in college. I threw Wait, you've never been, but you threw them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I you threw... didn't attend your own party? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I hosted them, technically. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I would not list it well, as... What, what kind of themed parties? Uh, let's see, I did a 80s party, where because I was the hip kid at Honors yeah. College, I just wore my normal clothes, and everyone else had to, like, struggle to come up with something to wear. What, was it, like, men in 80s... Uh, real fine ladies like don't, don't they usually have those like rhyme scheme kind of things not in my house <laughs> no, you're so i was like right. 80s party that's in the 80s we're gonna be listening to 80s music this one douchebag chandler collins songs. that's right chandler i remember you Whoa. this guy hijacked the ipod and put on punk goes eight no pop punk goes 80s so it's like yellow card playing depeche mode and all this crap uh, total party foul. We kicked him out and then kicked his ass. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> no. Jesus. Um, you know, just like they did in the 80s. <laughs> we did an... Uh, I kowtowed to pressure and put on an ABD party. No, ABC party. Anything but clothes. Oh, Jesus. And I did one of those and I wrapped my entire body in saran wrap. Not thinking about how that would just like suck moisture out of my body. <laughs> so was, I had like one beer and was immediately trashed. I wore a potato sack <laughs> and everyone showed up and like... Yeah, I made this skimpy outfit out of wrapping paper. I was like, oh, this isn't the party I wanted. I thought we were going to dress <laughs> up in garbage I was for an excuse to wear my normal clothing. Yeah. A potato sack. Yeah, but theme parties can be pretty fun uh, if you're hosting them. Again, never been to one as yeah, a guest. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I Like I said, I've been to an, an anything but clothes party. Uh, we tried to throw them a lot when we were at UTSA just to like... We were just partying with the same people all the time. So we're like, we have to make this fun somehow. So we did like jungle parties and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but nothing exciting. I always wanted to throw one that was like uh, slutty lasses and poopy asses. <laughs> That's where uh, all the girls dress really slutty and I get to wear a diaper and poop myself. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. All right. Well, we still have a bunch but of... We, we should, I mean, we should throw a theme party soon. I'm thinking we throw a party that respects the bee. Oh, man. We have to save the bees. We have to save the bees. So why not throw a party of bees? We throw a bee party. Yes. Everyone shows up, raises awareness about the bees. But unfortunately, I have nothing in terms of party supplies for a oh, bee like how party. do we decorate for it? I don't... I, I think we need, like, just... Yeah, okay. obviously, we have, like, honeycomb kind of things on the wall. Bead hives. Ooh, bead just hives. a bunch of beads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have to make a hive, you know? Like... I, I have no idea where to get some beads... Oh, wait. Uh, it's uh, called Party Town. Yeah, let's call Party Town. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll All call right. Party Town. We'll ask for bee hives. Any, anything bee-related, honey-related. All right. Okay. Uh, hang on. Yeah, let, let, me get get on, the... let me get on the phone. Put him on speaker. Thank you for calling Party Town, formerly Party City. We are not legally associated with the other Party City. My name is Gerald. How can I make your day a festive day? Yo, what's up, Gerald? It's uh, Ned and Connor here. Uh, we're throwing a, a bee party pretty soon. We wanted to get... A, Pick up some supplies. Okay. Uh, you know, so, so we were looking for some uh, uh, some stuff like a, a honeycomb, maybe like backdrop or anything. Do you have anything like that? Uh, I mean, we definitely have some yellow stuff. Uh, we may have a couple of bee costumes. I think we have like a bee movie t-shirt. Yellow stuff. Okay, yellow stuff. Like, like... Str- like streamers or? Yeah, we can do that. You know, I gotta say, for somebody working at a party store, you don't really sound like you're in a big party mood. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at work. I'm not at a party. 
Oh, yeah. Right. Well, but, uh, I mean... Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, do you have any, like, bead hives? <laughs> um, like, like hives made of beads? Are you, are you guys just playing a joke, or did you want to buy something? Yes, we want to buy something. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to throw a party that is bee-themed. It, it, the theme is centered around, like, honeybees, worker bees, queen bees. Yeah, I told you we have yellow stuff and then, like, a T-shirt or whatever. You have to Holy, come down here. Dude, are you all right? <laughs> Honestly, no, but it's fine. I get off in six hours. Six oh, geez. Well, Dude, wait, what's up? With it? Talk talk to us, man. What's going on with you? Oh, man. Uh, I shouldn't say anything. It's all right, man. Come on. We're, we're, we can be your friends. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, I'm supposed to throw a funeral party. Oh. And... I brought purple stuff instead of black stuff because I thought the, pa- the way it's packaged, it just all kind of looks the same when I brought purple stuff. And... Yeah. Wait, is it a funeral for someone you know? Someone I knew, yeah. Ah. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to I'm hear s- that, man. Yeah, sorry, man. Were you particularly close with them? Oh, we were, yeah. Um, uh, this is really, really hard to talk about, guys. I don't know if... Uh, it's all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, anything you feel comfortable talking about with us, that's totally cool. If you don't feel comfortable, no problem. We just want to let you know that you know we're we're here to talk to you. If you need someone to talk to, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate. It. Well, uh, it's a long story. So I don't know if you read about it in the papers, but about eight years ago, uh, I was and my brother were actually. Um, Damn. One of the first uh, successful cases of de-conjoining conjoined twins. What? Wow. Oh, okay. Wait, did something happen in the surgery? I, I'm having trouble uh, wrapping my head around this one. Well, eight years ago, um, it was new. Uh, the doctors did the best they could, but what I think happened is one of their saws was dirty or something, and my brother got an infection, and um, for about seven years after that, everything seemed fine. Um, but, you know, we would take him to the doctors and get him checked. And, you know, I was fine. My scar healed well. His was always kind of festering, but wait, wait, wait. it was a metaphor from yeah. God. Guess Hang you on didn't a second. saw um, that ha- coming. Oh, boy. So, All right. Sorry. Hey, sorry. Dude, a that guy was... died. Yeah, All right. I'm sorry. That's... Listen, quick logistical question here so your brother got an infection eight years ago i mean that's uh, to the best of my knowledge what happened um see we grew up in a very uh i don't want to say oppressive family but okay. it were very serious so about uh, let's say yeah. spiritual matters and yeah. they just you know would never let us uh not listen to them oh, talk man. about oh. the books they were writing so that's crazy man uh-huh. when well yeah so one time they set us out on the porch and they said hey we're gonna read chapter three and is he just gonna keep talking about this he's gonna keep talking about this is there a way we can get out of this we could probably uh you might just cut to something else i i think we should just kind of cut to I, you know what i got this radio play i've been working on oh dude can we listen to that can, yeah let's just uh 
I, I think we should just go ahead and cut to that radio. Yeah, let's play. go to the radio this player. Is a little again. too much. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's a here's a little thing I've been working on, guys. Enjoy. My name is Augustine Hardwell, Agent Augustine Hardwell, or Agent Hardwell, or Gusty, if you know me. I'm a secret agent employed by a top secret agency that is so top secret. You're already on a top-secret kill list just for listening to this. The spy industry is so chock-full of backstabbing, betrayal, and leaking of secrets that the only way I can protect myself is to painstakingly document each case I take. This is one of those cases. It was a normal day like any other. I was sitting in my office chair with my foot in my lap. I was trying to clip my toenails at an angle so they would pop off my toes and land in the trash can. So far, the score was three to eight. I was losing. Suddenly, the phone rang. I stumbled over myself to get the phone, and the chair fell out from under me. Brushing the toenail clippings from my hair, I ran to pick it up. The familiar voice of the chief rang out on the other side. Agent Hardwell, you've been given a new assignment. You're to leave immediately for Robichaux Estates in southwest Louisiana. A wealthy and politically influential family is in danger of being infiltrated by a Russian sleeper agent. Your task is to pose as a southern businessman with money to spend. Gain the trust of the family while working to locate the sleeper agent. Once he's been identified, eliminate him. Your plane leaves at 0600 hours, and all the information you need will be provided to you once you're on board. Good luck. Hey, thanks. Bye. I love you. Hmm. The chief hung up so quickly that he must not have heard me. It's okay. I know he loves me, or he wouldn't send me on so many missions. I placed the receiver back on the phone and got into bed. Then got out of bed. Then put on my pajamas and got back into bed. I was so excited I could barely sleep. Wow, Louisiana, the Pelican State. Creole country. I had heard so many stories about the swampland, but I had never actually been. I watched the HBO hit series Treme several times over, and didn't even skip through the boring parts. So, yeah, you could say I'm a fan of the culture. I couldn't wait to wake up and fly out to the land of craw daddies and jazz laddies. Well, I got onto the plane on time, but I received very upsetting surprise. I was not going to New Orleans. Instead, I was going to a small town closer to the Texas border named Lake Vidion. I looked them up on the internet, and they don't even have a jazz scene. I spent the entirety of the plane ride reading up on my mission and listening to the Treme soundtrack. My mission seemed easy enough. I was going to be posing as a wealthy businessman named Barry Bontemps Boudin. I was to approach the patriarch of Robichaux family. William Robichaux, with a lucrative business proposition that had a catch. I would cut them a large deal if I was to be betrothed to one of his daughters. I didn't know what betrothed meant, but I figured I could find out when I arrived. Finally, the plane landed and I was off to the Robichaux estates, where I was greeted by a large older gentleman in a white wrinkly suit. I would later find out that it was a fancy seersucker, they called it, but in that moment, he was the only sucker I saw. I flashed him a gentlemanly smile. It was time to see if all my hours of practicing my Cajun accent had finally paid off. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello there, Mr. Robichucks, Ro Robicho. My name is Barry Bontemp Boudin. I understand you have been expecting me. Of course, of course. Welcome to Robichaux Estates, Mr. Bontemp Boudin. This large building behind me is the main estate. 
We have a room prepared for you. Over yonder on the eastern side of the land are the workers' quarters where all of our workers spend their time. And to the west we have the Good Time Arcade where all of our workers spend their quarters. You should stop by if you get a spare moment and enjoy some vintage video games such as Gator Joust, Poe Man, Ms. Poe Man, and Donkey Keon, uh, Jr. I have to say, Mr. Robert Cho, you have a very impressive estate. Now, I must ask, do you know where I could find some jazz performances? No, we don't listen to that kind of music here in the swamp. All we have is Zydeco. Oh, well, that's, uh, that, that's fine, I guess. You know, Zydeco is cool. It's like Polka and Mariachi had a baby and inherited all the bad traits. Well, I certainly hope your taste in my daughters is better than your taste in music, Mr. Boudin. I would like to introduce you to my three lovely daughters. First, there is Violet. Charmed to meet you. I'm Violet, the pretty one. And this right here, this little firecracker is Adelaide. Enchanté. I'm Adelaide, the talented one. And last but not least is my long-lost daughter who, up until a week ago, I didn't even realize existed. Olga. Hello, I am Olga, the new one. It is nice to meet such a handsome man from this region of these United States. If you stick around, I would be so happy to make you some gumbo with a little... Uh, lanyap extra. In that moment, I understood that there was something very different about Olga. She was the most beautiful woman this schmuck had ever seen. Will Agent Hardwell be able to resist the allure of Olga Robichaux? Will the sleeper agent reveal himself? Will Lake Vidion ever develop a jazz scene? All this and more on the next episode of The Cases of Augustine Hardwell, titled Swamp Secrets. And that was our radio play. Our first guest, our only guest on today's show, is a wonderful illustrator. She is one of the main organizers of Houston Zine Fest. Please, Maria Elisa Hegg. Maria, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I have to say, it's my obligation as an organizer to correct you. Uh-oh. It's Zine Fest Houston. Oh, did you say Houston Zine Fest? Uh, he did. Oh, cool. I That's the first ZFH. commandment. Oh, my God. All right. I am so sorry about that. That is my mistake. Zine Fest Houston. Well, thank you so much. First and foremost, tell us, what is Zine Fest Houston? We know the title. Tell us the description. I will. Uh, so Zine Fest Houston is an annual uh, DIY self-publishing event. It happens in the fall, and uh, we have people who are publishers of their own work, artists, photographers, writers, uh, essay writers, all, all forms of uh, publishing, and they get together, and they table, and they sell, and they trade their zines, and we have workshops and panels and lectures. So it's a great event. It's all day long. It is free and it is open to all ages. And it is the preeminent regional gathering for zinesters in the Gulf Coast region. And it has been since 1993. Hell yeah. Awesome. How long have you been doing it? I got involved as a volunteer in 2012. And in 2013, I started on as a, an organizer proper. So I've been on since then. Kind of a long time. Oh my god! And I think the first year I was there, you were dubbed Zine Queen. Yes, that would have been twenty. Oh, I saw you wearing a sash. So, what kind of zines do you like to see, and what kind of zines do you like to make? Well, as a cartoonist, I definitely like to make uh, zines that have my cartooning in them, and I like to do illustrations. Um, I did an essay, well, a research-based zine about patient zero cases once, um, but I did my own illustrations for that. 
for what I like to see, I obviously am very much uh, favoring comics, but I've found a lot of really amazing material from people that I usually wouldn't think to go, for instance, to that section in the bookstore. Uh, I really like to hear, uh, rather read uh, personal essays, what we call perzines. And those run the gamut from you laugh, but it's actually legitimate lingo. So Wait, thank you for disrespecting. <laughs> well, Persian is a pretty broad one, but um, because well, the reason is because that's a very it's like a personal essay genre. Mm-hmm. But in the zine world, the sort of the best thing about zine making is that there is no publisher and there is no restriction on who your audience can be. You bring the work to them. So zine fests like Zine Fest Houston are a place for people to share their experiences with dealing with mental health issues physical health issues, relationships, uh, the economy to provide information and just give people a sense that they're not alone in what they're dealing with. So in that sense, what usually doesn't get published in, I don't know, Psychology Today or another mainstream popula- uh, publication, you can probably find something about that at ZineFest. So. Now, Ned and I were talking earlier about different cool parties we've been to. And one of the things that came up uh, was the Houston Zine Fest after party. Oh, the Zine Fest Houston after party? Because I've never heard that story. (laughs) I hope the Houston Zine Fest after party was fun because I didn't go. Oh, uh, it was a blast. Anyway, so the Zine Fest Houston after party, they're pretty good in comparison. Yeah, they're always a hoot and I'm hollering. Yeah, Yeah. good. Why, Why do you find it so important to have after parties like that? Well, we have a really, really spread out community. I mean, Houston is a really spread out city. So for a lot of people who are making zines on the regular and sharing their work online, for instance, Zine Fest Houston is the only time every year that they can physically get together with the people that they follow, with the community that they have, and to meet new people. So during the festival, they're getting a lot of sort of commerce and interactions with people who want to see their work. But the after party is really important because... Yeah, you got to sit down all day. You want to talk to the other zinesters. Exactly. If you're there alone, you can't walk. Like, <laughs> I know when we table, I'm like, oh, tag out. <laughs> you walk around. But yeah, yeah. Totally. And I mean, I haven't I haven't tabled in Zine Fest Houston in a couple of years because I've been so busy. <laughs> but I remember when I did, um, I would always feel like bad about leaving my table because I'd be like, oh, I'm missing opportunities to meet like people who are a new audience for my work or who want to yeah, talk Daddy to me. Yeah, Daddy Big Bucks is walking around. I a <laughs> uh, That'll be split a hundred ways but yeah the after party is a really great way for all the creators to meet each other and really build that community that really does persist year after year people come back to see one another as well as to sell their stuff and that's good there's a theme for every zine fest every year. Last year was a uh, what was last year the Amazines. Amazines. I was I was gone last year. I missed oh it, and then I remember God. the cyberpunk or the the okay, okay, vaporwave okay. one was two. Please hit me with the zine themes. Last year was the vaporwave cyberpunk. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> the year okay. before that was Amazines, which you didn't seem to like, but that was a theme that I was the artist oh, for. And so you did that thanks again, Connor. Fantastic video, uh, Zena. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you, Ned. I can see who's on whose side in this. I will say that. This year's theme is wrestling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, Woo. here's my pitch. I don't know how much planning you've done for this ending thing. Let's hear it. But I would like to see some actual wrestling at the after party. Maybe there's pudding. Maybe there's jello. Maybe they're wrestling in a pit of zines. Okay. Okay. You get me drunk enough, I'll wrestle anybody. <laughs> well, we've got those wrestling uniforms. That's true. We yeah. do. So we are uh, collaborating with Doomsday Wrestling a little bit. Um, We're doing a fall workshop in conjunction with one of their fall wrestling events. But I would love to expand that collaboration. So if anybody... More like expand X. Oh my God, yes. Uh, Man, I love Josh Higgins of HMD Stuff and Things. Had a a pretty nice write-up for the... uh... 
the, yes. the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, he did our copy for the compilation uh, submission email. So he's down. Um, but if anybody else wants to, you know, nudge someone a little bit and say, hey, you want to do something for the after party? I wouldn't say no. Before we end this interview, we got to ask, tell us about some killer parties you've been to. Yeah, tell it us could about be a some Z-fest. ragers. What's the biggest, like we were talking earlier about like way too big of parties for us yeah, to be at. parties that were like hard, hard for us to handle. They were so large. Do you, oh do you have God. any, you been to any popular kid parties? Because <laughs> 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 let's be fair, if we're in the zine community, that's a, new, a rare thing for us. All right, we're very popular. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we mean. I do. Um, when I was when I was younger and dumber and full of funner, um, <laughs> I was a big bike fool. So I would ha- ride fixed gear with all these cats. I'd be doing tricks and doing all sorts of stuff. I rode with brakes on my bike just to say that. Um, but a lot of them didn't. And there was just a big roving party scene that would just involve a lot of tall boys in messenger bags, wherever the heck you were. But one particular party happened in my friend's place on Port, it was on Great Portland Street, like back in the day when you could afford a place in that cul-de-sac. And so there was a party that had like maybe, you know, over a hundred people there, but she had this like, you know how on those duplex back, like porches, you can go down the stairs to get to the parking lot. So there was a big like porch area. So basically everybody was sitting on the porch railing and somebody was downstairs who took a picture and you could just visibly see the sagging of the porch railing. <laughs> and it was really scary. And it was like, and it was captioned, if every if this porch collapsed, every single hipster in Houston will die. <laughs> and the only other time I felt similar to that was when I was at an Andrew WK show at South by Southwest yeah. in the 21st Street Co-op. No, I was there. there. I was fucking <laughs> okay. My friend knocked over his keyboard and stopped the show. I was like in there and oh it was jumping yeah. and I felt the concrete floor Boeing. My, I was like, this is how I die. Lost both of her boots. And she's like, I didn't even know because I wasn't touching the ground. Oh my, like, my God. shoulders were just up. Yeah. So crazy. Ugh. I didn't what go to that so show. Uh, what are they? Yeah. We'll talk about this off of my. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where can we find more information about ZineFest? Uh, so you can email us at info at zinefesthouston.org. You can go to our website at zinefesthouston.org. And we are Zinefest Houston on Twitter and Instagram. Now, my last thing about that is mm-hmm. where can we go to find more information about you and the content that you put out oh lord your uh, twitter is amazing okay. well my twitter handle is antler antler if you want me to be screaming and doing sort of lukewarm to warmish hot takes on stuff <laughs> um and you can find my art uh at odoneven.com oh don't even and i'm odoneven on instagram if you're interested all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks a lot for coming on to the show. Thanks yeah. for having us. All right. That's our show. Ooh, Thank boy. you so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm tuckered out. I feel like I was out of uh, an effing rager myself. Find us. Look us up. Hang out with us sometime. You know, why not? What can it hurt? All right. Bye, y'all. Later. Wow. Another certified raging rocker. <laughs> All right, this one, next song, oh crap, <laughs> this, next song, this next song goes out to all those guys that have to work today. For your boss, give them a big old, hey, you smell. 
Yeah, that'll really I show him. We still can't cuss. That's gonna make a boss feel like a real turd when you tell him that he smells <laughs> like one at least. Wait, can, we, <laughs> can we redo this one? I feel like I really beefed it. All right. Actually, no. Let's just keep going. Oh, oh yeah, come yes. in. Get up in. Committing to the band. <laughs> <laughs> this next song is by Grizzly Band, and it's called Anywhere But Home.
Wow, another certified raging rocker. <laughs> you know, Connor, the thing about doing all these in one take is... Wait, the thing about takes... <laughs> Go on. We're taking a vacation today. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yep. Give me more hot takes on takes. <laughs> okay, another hot take is I'd like to take the stapler and hit my boss on the head. <laughs> ah, that's a way to rage. No one likes to rock. I mean, work. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Do you need a glass I of need H2? Some water. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad that we're spending our one day off. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> I should have trusted you. I think this. this is the episode where we get the most callers, and it's for us to turn it down. <laughs> but we refuse to turn it down. This next song is called Alien Vacation by Dark Web. Another certified raging rocker. Man, it looks like we're getting near the end, and boy, am I excited. Me too. I am sick and tired of this voice. It seemed like this bit started kind of cool. We did the traffic report. Maybe we should throw it to the weather. Connor, what's it looking like outside? It looks great. It's a beautiful Monday when the sun was out. Uh, Looks like it's still out. I'm honestly kind of bummed we're not out there and we're in here doing this. (laughs) Yes, it really sucks. Sometimes a vacation should be a vacation and not just a last-minute effort to slap something together (laughs) so we don't have to follow through with our responsibilities. You know what else I like slapping? The bass. Yeah, (laughs) I know you do. I love playing rock and roll bass guitar, but also songs with smooth sounds. Which reminds me of our next song coming up. Hang on. What's up? 
I mean, canonically, we talk about the raccoons in the house, and I just heard the raccoons. Did you hear the raccoons? I heard the raccoons. Ah, crud. Let's get him to do I'd this. like to also hit them with a stapler. <laughs> From earlier. What's the next song? The next song is called Acido by Kobo. Algo sospechoso Estás volando sobre un mundo Tan sucio el aire Desesperado Corres lento Una prisa presumiendo Te vale madre Entierras tu pesado Bien listo, estabas bien listo. Recuerdas algo sospechoso, estás volando sobre un mundo y tan sucio el aire. Desesperado, corres lento, una prisa presumiendo, te vale madre. ¿Qué piensas con tu corazón? ¿Qué haces con tu corazón? ¿Qué piensas con tu corazón? Si no hay éxito, cuando no hay éxito, si no hay éxito. Cuando no hay éxito
Wow. Another certified raging rocker. <laughs> well, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> don't reveal how slapped together this is. We've been uh, doing such a good job before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been so convincing. Everyone's buying this bit. Um... Anyway. He sells, but who's buying this bit? <laughs> what was that band earlier? Floppy Fingers? I, that's, their, <laughs> that's their single. That's called a callback, baby. It's comedy. All right, we're going to go ahead and play a song from our friend Todd. Uh, it's called Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby by What Now? But it's also done by our friend Todd. This is a song about Ricky Bobby. We love him. We love NASCAR. Right, Alex? Another certified raging rocker. <laughs> wow, we played a lot of great tracks tonight. I would even say some really great tracks. Blah, blah, blah. But we haven't played our greatest track. The one we've been saving all night. Cooked in a cauldron by wizards in old wizard time. It's been from... Yeah, what you were going to say? I was going to say it's been simmering in a magical crock pot. Yeah, by made, metal wizards made from dinosaur toenails and uh, the droppings of other mystical Bigfoot. Yeah, his poo poo. <laughs> oh, I got a call. It was calling. Is it, oh, we got a caller. No, never ring. mind. My phone was ringing. I got distracted, uh, and that's why I wasn't interacting real on the bit. Bummer to hear. Um, well, our next song is coming up. We're just trying to hit that hour, so we kind of got to stall. Here it comes. Ah. I want a new plug. Tell me what's going on. Tell me all the stuff you're doing after I sing this song. Ned, what do you have to plug? I, whoever my throat doctor is, <laughs> this hurts so bad. Um, 
every Thursday at the Secret Group at 8 p.m. for $5. You can see Feudile Society Improv. And also, what else is coming up? My brain is completely cleared out. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's it. Uh, Swimmer Department will be playing at uh, the, oh, no, I had it. At St. Arnold's Brewery on June 8th. Come out to that. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a big, uh, those brewery shows are really big. Like, they probably bring in. <laughs> yeah, they're big. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you get a lot of different people in there, and you get a lot of new fans from doing that. Didn't you guys get a house show gig just because of playing at a brewery? We did. We did. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. Maybe you'll get another house show gig. Ooh, I do like house shows. Guys, I'd like to plug uh, your house. Have my band play there. That's what I want. Yeah, why not? How much time are you? Man, we got a lot of time to get to 59 minutes. It'd be a lot easier if we had a guest. Yeah. Hang on. Let me call Cody real quick. Okay, yeah, call Cody. We don't have too much time. That's fine. He doesn't know that. (laughs) Hang on. Hey, how was your freaking weekend? While we're here. (laughs) I don't remember, man. (laughs) You were asking me at the wrong time. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, get him to call in. Hang on. Okay, is it ringing? It's about to. This is the first time we've actually called someone on the air. Okay, let's leave a, a voicemail anyways. Okay. Okay, I'll take this one. Uh, hello, Mr. Edgar. Uh, this is your butt doctor, and I'm here to call about your butt opsy. Uh, it came back positively stinky. <laughs> You got a bad butt. You need a butt transplant. You got to get a better butt. This is my assistant. He'll be talking you through the surgery we have to do for you. Anyway, if you're wondering why we're calling you for Can this. You tell him the surgery. Uh, uh, what's the name of the A butt? It's a butt opsy. A butt opsy. And if you're wondering why we're leaving you this voicemail, just make sure you listen to our show tomorrow when it hits iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere you can get podcasts, really. Yeah, that's a good plug. Oh, wait. I was going to say... Crap, we performed the wrong surgery. We performed a butt oopsie. We, we lost this we lost his turd butt. You lost oh, his no. butt? Yeah. Uh, we well, should have done this voice. Welcome to Effin Ranger. Uh, Let's change the bit. Let's redo this. Alright. Maybe we could record a different one. Alright, so what you just heard is our third attempt and what we think is the best thing. Yeah, we, we did a lot of different voices. Yeah, yeah. Listen to all four of them, or whichever one, I guess, makes it onto iTunes. And then <sighs> send in a vote uh, to our phone number, 903-HI-RAGER. Yep. That's 903-447-2437, I think. I can't believe we've been doing this show for a year, and this is as prepared as we're ever going to get. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta step it up. I think it's pretty good. All right, hey, tune in next week where we interview, <laughs> <laughs> where we do a much better job. Bye. Bye. <laughs>